I'll turn my scales into feathers so I can take off from the ground. So she worked out and sweated off pounds and limited drastically what she took in. Before long, that determined dinosaur became thin. All her feathers popped out when her hormones kicked in. She realized her dream of flying high in the air like a bee and mentored other dinosaurs how to donate their fat to the Standard Oil Company. So on behalf of my clutter class, we express our great admiration to all you former hoarding dinosaurs who pioneered in aviation. You are the modern birds who live without a care, who learn to take off, fly high, and travel through the air. Louis Hessman. And that was the brilliant, brilliant voice of... Jim McNeish. Um, and I'm Christy Mack. And today we are talking about archetypes. Yeah. So how's it been, Kirsty? Any archetypal insight mm. or behaviour you've been seeing over the last little while? Yes, so many. So many. I think right from the start, I was talking with you with others about the virtual board and about getting the right archetypes around I think I have noticed for myself I've been more proactive with the people that I have around me I've been more proactive about <laughs> swapping some people in and out um, <laughs> and, fired. yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> thanks exactly. for sharing <laughs> thanks for sharing that was great um so yeah there's uh there's an element of it so yeah there's been i've been more deliberate about as i transition through this change as we all do who are the right people that i need to have around me that are going to give me the kick up the arse that are going to give me the support that are going to give me the insight the difference the so I feel that it's been, and so that's why I think we've said it many times, it feels like a cloud of witnesses, you know, that yeah. are, are popping up. And um, I've been very aware of the constellations that are surrounding me. Um, and, and so I'll learn from that. I'll take more in for that. I think it's interesting to see what I've been for others. So probably more, and I would be this, in other spaces, more of a warrior, more of a wizard. Um, and I think now for me, it's about, you know, the, the sort of the king, queen, the, the sort of vision and, and things like that. So there's, there's definitely elements of that that I get from certain people. Um, so it's been really clear about what that is and who that yeah. person is um, for me. Mm. Uh, because you, you set a space in there as but there's the, the wizard and the friend as well. So it's just that the wizard and the friend is is kind of what's come through hugely um, for me through this. So yeah, I think it's been more proactive, been more apparent. Mm -hmm. I think the archetypes have been more apparent. It feels like they've been crystallized, whether yes. that just be in my mind. What about you? I think I've noticed that I'm really aware of, similar to you really, aware of who I am for other people more than who they are for me. Mm. That's kind of typical of my personality structure, you know, masochistic and servile. Um, 
And so therefore, I'm this for that person and that for that person. I, I show up in a conversation. I think, who does this person need me to be for them? Mm-hmm. And um, probably not paying enough attention to who others are for me. And so I've noticed that Mark, my EA, him and I have just become really good buddies over this last 10, 11 weeks. And we watch our, we experiment with our box sets in terms of, you know, what are we going to watch and what's for our dinner today? We do a lot of high-fiving with the new things happening in the business, chatting through things that he's going through and I'm going through. And so really valued that with him. Um, Similarly, you play a kind of wizard role, occasionally a queen role with me. You're also part of your coaching style is permission giving. And so therefore you'll play a little bit of that too. So I've been, I've been watching that. Um, I've got some new warriors and some new wizards kind of speaking into my life about the online world. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I still think the king of the queen area now is vacant. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about who those should be or if they should be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we, as we go into this a little bit more, I guess we'll talk a bit about that. But I'm, I am wondering, is, is um, are my future kings or queens going to be much younger than me and therefore look differently? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of I'm wondering about that. So anyway, we're in this world of kings and queens and stuff like that. Kirsty, <laughs> tell us like, a wee bit hello. about... Exactly, yeah, there are folk on here saying, oh my goodness, you know, what is this? Um, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, from your angle... Um, just tell us what we mean by the archetypes and and bring us up to speed with what what we're talking about here. So, um, you know, really Carl Jung introduced us to the archetypes um, and they are prevalent in our life and they're they're types of human energy and character that inhabit our collective unconscious. So they're observable in literature, they're in all your box sets, they're in all the movies, they're in our families, they're in the workplace, um, they're at school, they're in our teens. So these um, are like characters, type of characters yeah. that are just part of everybody's thinking in some way. Yeah. We all recognize a this type or a that type. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, you know, we, we all have them within us, but there's more that get dialed mm. up and get down just dependent on our personality type. And there's four, there's four particular archetypes and we've spoken about them, you know, according to, to Meg, as you would call her, Margaret Wheatley, uh, they show up in every culture. Um, and particularly in indigenous culture and and from her studies there's been a you know those those four archetypes that are, are there especially when we're going through change and transition and they are really necessary they're necessary to support us um, and if it involves shadow particularly yes. so if there's you any need your, you need your archetypes hell yeah so you know <laughs> I've got Wembley Stadium um, <laughs> filled with archetypes to deal with my shadow. When it's shadow time, yeah. Yes, people. Then the army, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this is like, we need more. Um, and so, you know, you've got the king or queen, which is mm-hmm. the mentor figure. You've got the lover, the friend, which is the, the intimate supporter who does require no change of you at all. Yeah. Um, you've got the warrior who who's challenges us and exposes our rackets. And we've got the wizard who's that uh, mystical reframer who, who just knows that traveler nomadic knows different ways of thinking. Um, and we need these voices in our lives. We, we, need the, we need that mentor or boss figure to say, this is what's happening. Here's the vision. Here's, here's the new vision. And, and 
never more so I think have we needed it now um, and yes. people giving clarity to people even if you're you don't have because you know, people's visions as a business have changed daily in some circumstances and so how do we make sure we're communicating that how do we stand for that how do we set the boundaries for people because we all went into this sort of boundless chaotic yes. complex world and went what mm -hmm. and so we needed that um, do you know think there was something about when boris johnson got ill even those of us that would never have voted for him on a month of Sundays were desperate that he lived. We were desperate that he survived. We were scared that something would happen to him because we needed that kingship figure. We needed that that voice that would give us yeah. the context. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, and it was like, no, this as well. You know, this don't uh -huh. take away that, that as well, no. which yeah. we never thought there was a that before. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And so we do, we need the... We need the people that are going to support us. We need the people that we can do our virtual pub quizzes with and go on and, and sit with however many box sets we can get through on Netflix, yes. you know, and, and tune into whatever reality show. So we need people just to kind of to chat to and go, this is pants. This is, I don't know what's going on here. And, <laughs> and so we've needed that. Um, and we've needed the 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 people that will challenge us and say, mm -hmm. so what's really going on there? Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, I, I hear you and, and you were saying that that was a challenging Zoom call for you. Um, what part did you play? Yeah. What was your contribution to that conversation? What sort of, you know, what sort of insight? What how do you think they're feeling from a, a yeah. different perspective? Um, and we've needed the the wizard of just that. I, I struggle with the language because for me, the wizard just gets you to just go, oh, thinks differently, brings in a little bit of magic. And mm -hmm. it could be a line. It could be a, and I think it's been an amazing time for that. And a lot of the people I'm talking about is, you know, personal development just now is just without tapping into all of the webinars and everything that are available. This is a huge time for personal development, but then you can tap into just incredible humans that we've got access to now that they you know yes you're watching for an hour but there might be just one phrase and you just go Aye. oh there's mm -hmm. the gold there is there's the gold and you know but often we avoid them and i think that's that is sometimes where we can see where we're not getting the right people around them because you know we've been wounded by that shadow archetype we've been maybe exploited or abused by a part of their character so you know, you've got the, if you think about the dark side of the king or the queen type mm -hmm. energy is the tyrant. It's, you know, mm -hmm. off with their heads. <laughs> yeah. There's that sort of despising of innocence that, that kind of comes through um, from yes. that sort of dark side, that shadow. Um, there's the lover or friend. It could be the sort of, there's a, an addiction. They don't want you to be free. They can destroy your freedom, you know, and just don't, and we'll play on that. Wow. Um, there's the sadist for the dark side of the warrior that is just looking, you know, looking for our weaknesses or injuring our vulnerability and, and getting right under the skin and exposing us from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And you might have the dark side of someone that exhibited this sort of wizard type archetype, which is the manipulator. Oh, yeah. Exploited our ignorance. You know, we might be brilliant that they have this insight, but 
really? You didn't know? Oh. It's the quack, it's the charlatan, isn't it? It's the one that just, you know, wants to make a quick buck out of, yeah. you know, selling you snake oil. <laughs> and so if we don't have them, you know, the good stuff, if we're going through deep change, it can feel scary. It can feel chaotic. And it is important, it is really important that we think about it and we're proactive about how we get them around the table and 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 see, as as I said, you know, swap them in and out if, if it's working. Yeah. If it's not, awesome. Yeah. And what is that, it, you know, it seems, so it's, it, it is a great metaphor and I love the four archetypes, but is there more? I think there must be, and I think there must be new ones forming. You know, so like I went through this brand exercise, I remember, where they added in the sage, the innocent, the creator, the caregiver, the jester, the everyman. And then there was some kind of combination of outlaw, explorer, hero that was all about the warrior. And um, useful, yeah, useful exercises just to see what are kind of the iconic yeah. types. Um, but I'm now curious about, is any been forming during this time or leading up to this time that we've not noticed is there anything else now beginning to seep into your collective unconscious that when we see them on these reality shows or we're like oh that's a that type of person now mm. or that's a this that's beginning to form and as i kind of hinted earlier i think in this new egalitarian world there's less tolerance for that pure king or queen role we're not prepared to offer the submission mm. um and we don't get the benefit, therefore, of the security of it because we won't submit. And, and I also think that skilled bosses, coaches, mentors, therapists, they've all made up for some of the inadequate parenting that was our original king or queen. And so we see that these people can be hired or can be engaged with in a way that doesn't hand all our authority over to them. And I think, I don't know whether that's a bad or a good thing. Um because I wonder if it leads to more insecurity, but I'm also wondering if we're going to need more insecurity and less knowing and less overview and less tracks, given the world that we're about to inherit. And therefore, should we be looking for different um, archetypes? So for instance, one of my young consultants, who was probably the most experienced out of the bunch, um, didn't feel comfortable. Like I was asking him to take a little bit more of a leadership role and, and help, you know, and, and guide. And he's like, oh, I'm not sure that kingship thing feels wrong and two-dimensional to me. I can't really get my head around it. And so we spun the archetypes round a notch to look at what sits between the archetypes. You know, is there, is there a new archetype that is one in the middle? And for him, we came up with the idea of the buddy captain. So a captain, so still some kind of authority, but is your buddy is alongside you. And this is Tom Hiddleston's character in The War Horse. This is Gary Sinise's Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump, which I just watched again recently. I need to watch that every year. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Jojo Rabbit, that's Sam Rockwell in terms of the role he plays. It's all jokey and fun. And Sam Rockwell also plays it in The Way Way Back, one of my favorite all time movies where he is the boss of this young lad who needs encouraged and he gets alongside him and he teases him and he's irresponsible, but he's not. And underneath, he really looks after the kid, mm. but he shows the kid how to have a good time. And I think there's this new archetype there called the, uh, the, the buddy captain. And then I, I, I came across that one again once when I 
picked up a hitchhiker. It was midnight, and I was coming at the services down at the borders. And uh, that sounds like a very great way to start <laughs> an archetype conversation. It was what? amazing. It, it was raining. He was in a bad way. He didn't look like he was any. You know, he 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 had a, a a bit to drink and. Um, an older guy and he was down in his luck and I thought, come on, I, I feel like I'm meant to pick him up. So I picked him up and he wanted dropped off near Badgate, so it was fine. And as we're driving up, he was um, ex-infantry man and uh, he was talking about being in the infantry and he said when he did boot camp, he said, you learn the sergeant is your like worst nightmare. Shouts mm. and screams and exposes all your shadow and weaknesses. Mm. But he said, once you pass through that and you're in the field, and you're actually in the middle of something. He said, your sergeant is your mommy and your daddy, as he put it. It's the person that you talk all your stuff out with and they care for you more than anything. I just thought, oh wow, there's just that lovely thing of mm-hmm. the kind of de-escalating that kind of hierarchy, that pulling it together again. And when it's real, um, basically the, the drill sergeant, the sports coach, the performance improver, this new archetype. And so it's got me thinking about, are there more? So is there one called the trend seer? And I think this is your one. You sometimes do a kind of queen magician thing because you've always got your hands kind of probing into the horizon and what's coming. And so you always drop these, have you thought about this, Jim? And have you considered this? And have you seen that over there? And have you looked at this? Um, what's new in digital? What's new in coffee? You know, that's the trend seer. I think there's the soul mender, which is somewhere between the magician and the lover. And this is a therapist or a friend who's a really great listener and a really great Mm. reframer, but they're still your buddy. And I wonder if there's one called the muse who's also in there that inspires you, that gets your creativity going. It's maybe somebody's Instagram account. It's maybe somewhere you go to look at the beauty, like our good friend, Rini Gray. Her Instagram account is so beautiful and so wonderful. Delicious. And uh, you go in there and you get a sense of her, Rini's internal beauty from it you know, just by actually looking at what she's doing. Um, the activist prompter. So should we be marching? Should we be blackening out our screens? Um, it's the person who knows you, who's alongside you, who actually is like, we need to make a stand in this world for things. And it's the person that you can also debate with that won't write you off if you don't agree with them on social media. Mm-hmm. It's the activist friend, somewhere between the friend and warrior. Icon inspirer. It would be kind of. Could it would be like a Lady Gaga as well. Lady like Gaga. This. It yeah. could be that type of stuff. Will I Am was doing something. But it's mm. people who have kind of achieved what you would love to have achieved. Um, and um, the edgy adopter is another one, which would be um, the one that challenges us to get better. They've already adopted the future and they're saying, come in, the water's fine. You need to move. And that's between the magician and warrior. So I think, I think there's a reinvention of, in this technical world and digital world, I think there's a reinvention of who these archetypes are. Um, and, and I remember I was coaching a very senior executive in the oil industry and um, we chatted a bit about, was I adequate enough? And I raised it, you know, she was very complimentary, but I was saying, I think you need more. And I was saying, I wonder what it would be like if you sat once in a circle with four of us and we all brought something into it 
Mm. Um, we all brought a, a, a contribution from our different positions. I think that would work. And she was really up for it. We were going to go for it, but um, it didn't happen. And then I noticed this thing about a collective that you're doing. You know, what mm. is that? The, the coaching collective is, yeah, it is that. It's about the, the sort of old world of action learning sets and someone holds a, a problem and a challenge, but it's got the exactly as you see, the different voices that speak into it, the different perceptions of different businesses, but also their personality. And and so where there's a an element of here's my challenge I wanted to talk about, we then bring in the other voices which people have seen as the complete change in the difference in how we do it. And I've been I've been really wowed by how well it's worked in a digital space. And I would even go to say, I would even go as far to say it's, it's been better from a digital perspective. There's just something wow. that you can do, like turning off cameras and things like that. And yeah, it's been, it's been pretty special. It's been pretty and special. And basically people it. get to hear different archetypal voices yeah. rather than just maybe the magician of the, yeah. the coach or something. They get all these different yeah. voices speaking in. And you can see some people sort of ricocheting, going boom, 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 like it's just like you're in a pinball machine. But the reflection that they have afterwards and what they can, what they can do is is really powerful. And that it's been wonderful to watch and um, for us to finally get it out there as well. And uh, it sounds like a ritual. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. It sounds like you're 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 bringing in a ritual. Yeah. It is, and, and actually, you know, we were talking about the vision yesterday. It was like, what do we, you know, what is this? You know, we did this because we knew it would work. But actually, now that we've seen it in its form, what is this? You know, what does this give? How does it just, uh, it creates different listening. Um, it creates different progress. It's been quick. It's pacey and people are doing things whilst also having deep listening for these voices. And so, you know, it, it's for now, for us as, as, as leaders, it's just like, how will all of these new archetypes know how to work with with each other how do we integrate those voices and i think we've got if we can be more proactive with it and 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 i thank you for for talking about the collective i think that's what i think that's what that does is i I think this is part of what leadership looks like in the future i think we've jettisoned off a lot of ritual and we've replaced it with ceremony we we only favor the upside the ego side the good side and i think you're talking about people ricocheting when they're getting their kind of input in in your collective and that must be because something is rocking them something is actually giving them a prod and making them think differently and we've made it all too safe too clinical um too rules orientated and i think human beings are going to need those people who will cause them to to ricochet that will cause them to to be provoked because we used to have ritual, we had much more of it. And I'd loved it, personally speaking, the whole idea of Beltane, you know, the fire festival, oh, the Celtic, it's like, come on, bring it. like, get the fire thing. I've had fires in the, the woods, kind of just this last little while. And it's like, oh, it's so primal. And it's such a phenomenal holding space for actually dealing with shadow and, and dealing with transition. And I wonder if when we do get together, we are going to make it more special. 
Like I'm working with a team at the moment online and they're desperate for when we are no longer doing Zoom team meetings, but we're getting together and then we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff on bioenergetics and all the stuff, the juicy stuff they want to get their hands on. And um, it's like, I, I want there to be fire pit at night. I want there to be, because I want ritual again, back in again, so that the archetypes can speak powerfully and unapologetically and not wrapped around a whole bunch of rules. And so that you take the provocation that you take rather than you do a one line tweet about it in terms of I'm outraged. Mm. Um, you actually are get, get held in the space where you do have to grow and where you can start to adapt to this new world that we're living in. And that, you know, with the new world, we've got AI. So that's that chance here is kind of like, you know, I wonder if AI could play a role. You know, there's so, there's so many applications now and, you know, we're so afraid with them now in these last 11 weeks. But we, <laughs> it can pick up, it can sort through language. So what, what if that could be a way of, of just seeing the missing words in our flow of communication and, and suggest the missing archetype. Yes. That would be cool. That would be cool. It's like so much more of our communication is just going to be about words for the next year. And so what could be written and held that would allow us to see what is missing? That would be cool. That would be cool. And, and do those <laughs> different generations need different archetypes? You know, what do the Y and the Z generations need? You know, we've assumed they, they need stronger authority. Do they? You know, do they need information sources? Is it, you know, is it inspirers or, you know, or do the wizards that we see in the lens that we see or the queens, do they look different to them? You know, are they digitally based? You know, is, and then, you know the algorithms, knowing all of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of stuff is in there? And, and, and what is the new morality? You know, if it's a different king or a queen, if it's a different priest archetype or those things, what is the numerality? And surely it's global care. Surely it's, if, if any of our activities around Black Lives Matter had any sense of tokenism or virtue signaling in it, let's not abandon it for those reasons. Let's just do the work on ourselves so that it isn't virtue signaling and it isn't tokenism because we do have to care about what happens in America. And we do have to care about what's happening in Brazil right now. And we do have to care about what's happening in uh, Asia with regards to these activities in this pandemic. It's like, we have to keep that global care. We have to stay joined up so that these things were vigilant for them as well. Um, and I think the last 50 years, priests have been working with people on personal salvation and personal growth and personal truth. And I wonder if we're getting past that now, where it's time to start thinking about the collective again and the fact that we belong to something bigger and that we're all on this spinning spaceship with limited resources moving through time. And that actually the new morality has to involve some kind of integrating of the global concerns into our everyday life. And who are the archetypes that are going to herald that into our consciousness? What is the real good? I ask in a musing mood. Order, said the law court. Knowledge, said the school. Truth, said the wise man. Pleasure, said the fool. Love, said the maiden. 
Beauty, said the page. Freedom, said the dreamer. Home, said the sage. Fame, said the soldier. Equity, said the seer. Speak my heart fully sad. The answer is not here. Then within my bosom, softly this I heard. Each heart holds the secret. Kindness is the word. John Boyle O'Reilly